0: verse 1. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Praise the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts for the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves justice and righteousness. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all their host by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea as in a bottle. He puts the deeps in storehouses Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him, for He spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. And the thoughts of His heart to all generations. Happy is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom He has chosen as His heritage. The Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. A reading from the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew, beginning with verse 9. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. And continuing with verse 18. While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader of the synagogue came in and knelt before Jesus saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hands on her and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhaging for 12 years came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. And the report of this spread throughout that district. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. All right, now, I, I know this is tacky, but somebody tell me what time it is. <laughs> what time? I thought you said 1130. I thought you were being wise with me. She's saying, come on, David. They, you just, they just told him we're coming back. you got to finish. <laughs> so I want to say a word about that first. I, w- I want you to know that I'm glad to be back here, not just because I don't want to have to pack. But I'm grateful for you all. I'm grateful that you let me be myself and that you accept us and support us. And here's what I want you to hear today. The gospel is not a set of ideas. This thing that has captured us, that captures our imagination, that captures our heart, this good news that drives us as a people, that sends us out into our community, looking for someone to love and care for, it is not a set of ideas. It is a person, a person. That is what's in alive in this reading that I just read to you. Did you notice that Jesus walked up to Matthew and said, Come follow me, and the man just got up. I mean, it took me 18 years to think that through. But he just got up and followed Jesus, and the Lord knows where. Not only that, apparently he took Jesus home for dinner and got criticized for hours and hours about it. As people say, how can this man eat with sinners? They're talking about Matthew. How can he eat with a tax collector who has betrayed his own people? How can he eat with this guy who's selling us out to our oppressors? How can he sit with Jesus and eat with him? I'll tell you how because Jesus is the gospel, because Jesus is the kingdom of God. With us, in the midst of us, because he saw something in Jesus that told him that dignity had come for him. Now listen, we are in an awkward world that wants to tell us that our dignity is in anything but God. That our dignity is in our pride in our sexuality and our pride in our wealth and our pride in the things we have and our pride in who we are and the pride in our fine clothes and all of the things that we can produce for the world and shake around like a feathery boa as we stand and sing all about us. Oh my God. My Bible tells me that haughty pride in the heart of the human being brings a fall. Where can we find dignity? Shopping for dignity in the world would disappoint you. That is what's happened to Matthew. He's taken a job that promises him security. The Romans have given him the authority to go out and take money from people, to take what the Romans require, and then to take whatever else he wants and keep it under penalty of law. And so many of us would think, man, he must have had it made. Well, if I could just command however much money I wanted to be in my bank account, I'd be happy. Some people live that way. Oh, but if I just had this, I could do what I wanted. I could be who I truly am. I could think what I want to think. And then I would have my dignity. They're described in Matthew. But what does he do? He abandons all of that security and follows the one who can release him from his sin of betraying his people. Similarly, The synagogue ruler loses his child and I'm sure there were whispers in the community. What horrible thing did this man do for God to punish him in that way? Can't you just hear them? They're on the phone with each other. Did you hear that so-and-so's baby died? Oh, I wonder what he did. And he's lost his sense of affirmation in his community. He's, he's a leader. He's the synagogue leader. He's respected. Everyone believes he's holy, but now this thing has happened in his life that calls everything he is into question and he's lost his sense of affirmation. But Jesus says, I will come to your house to him. And affirms him in his need and declares that his problem is not Himself, but sin and destruction that exist into the world. And Jesus is the good news in person to stand against that and restore it. And likewise, likewise, a woman who has been hemorrhaging for 12 years, can you imagine how many times must she have asked God, Lord, will I bleed forever? Is this all there is for me to subsist in this misery and have nothing else? Where is my dignity, God? And so she comes to this man walking as he's going to lift a child from a deathbed. And in hope, she doesn't speak to him. But she reaches out to touch the clothes that touch him. What an image of faith that is. If I but touch the hem of his garment. I will be healed. And she finds her dignity not in the affirmation and security of the world, not in her pride in her own being, but in Christ. And that's true for all three of these people. They find their new identity in Jesus. And that is exactly what the good news is for us, dear ones. That we don't have to shop around for an identity. We don't have to press and push and try to affirm ourselves. We don't have to force other people to say that everything we do is right or that we're good enough. We are invited to subsist in God himself. To live in Christ. Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. It's light. Take my identity upon you. Rest in me. This is our purpose, to call people to this person who is the gospel, that when we come to Christ and fall before Him and cry out, heal me, heal me, heal me, healing will come. And we will not bleed forever. We will not be washed away. We will not be destroyed. And we can have dignity that the world can't touch because it doesn't come from the world. And we are affirmed by God Almighty as God's own child. And not because of some peculiar aspect of our personhood, but because of Jesus who has opened himself to everyone who was seeking identity in something other than sin and destruction To every person who has suffered devastating loss and thinks that all they will ever be is the parent of a dead child. To every person who has found themselves in the midst of sin and thinks all I will ever be is a person destroyed by bad choices. To everyone who has sat and wondered, how long must I suffer? He says, come and rest in me. Your identity is in Christ Dear ones, and nothing else. I have a wife. But before she is my wife, she is a disciple of Jesus. This is what Christ offers for us and what he gave these three people who followed after him. Freedom from seeking security on the world's terms. Freedom from seeking identity and affirmation on the world's terms, and freedom from seeking dignity on the world's terms. He gives us the greatest freedom of dignity known to human beings to be children of Almighty God. That, dear ones, is what you are invited into. And in just a couple moments, Greta Parker is going to come and join with you and reaffirm her faith. And when she is asked those baptismal questions, I encourage you to have your hymnal open and answer them as well. Reaffirm your faith today. And in your heart and mind, come and fall at the knees of Jesus and grab His cloak. Because He, dear ones, is the good news. Not a set of ideas that we must agree with or a proposition that we must commit to, but a person, the risen Christ who bids us come. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.